Well, hey you, hello there, every person everywhere. Well, good on you, whoever you are, wherever you are. I'm so glad that you could join me again. My name is Lynn, and I am every person everywhere. And this is stuff that you can relate to. So, last time we talked, I know that we talked a little bit about what getting to Europe was like and what my first impressions of Italy were. As I said before, um, lots of very beautiful buildings, lots of very tall buildings, um, very hot, and the culture shock was pretty much immediately immense. And I feel like anybody who steps foot in a foreign country for the first time, whether they live proximal or distant to a foreign country, they will probably tell you that same exact sentiment. So we got on the bus and we started making our way up the handle of Italy. We made a stop along the way to snap pictures at some of the old distant buildings of ancient Rome. Apparently you can actually go and do like a guided tour through those and somebody who's very knowledgeable in history will tell you what they are, what they're about, their significance, explain the aqueduct system, explain Roman culture and Roman life, and and of course then tell you a bit more about the Colosseum and the, the statues and the fountains such as Trevi Fountain that are there in Rome. But... Alas, we did not have time, nor really did we have money to go and do that. So instead, we made our way out of Rome into a small, distant, not too distant, but distant enough town where we did a lot of shopping in the bazaars, and we got to learn how to haggle for the first time. Um, We got to learn how to avoid street vendors for the first time, as one girl had a parakeet on her shoulder and a picture taken of it. And then the woman demanded five euro for the photos or you had to delete them. And of course, the average smart person is going to say, no, screw you, I'm not doing that. So she did and then was promptly met about 20 meters down the road by her very brawny masculine friend who marched her right back to the woman to give her five euros and slash or delete the photos. And I think the way they played it there is you can either delete the photos and you soiled my birds, so it's a euro for the bird sitting on my shoulder, or you can keep the photos for five euros or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but this type of thing happens all over Europe in many tourist countries. It happened to me in Africa as well. I would highly recommend that you keep your eyes peeled and know exactly what the haggling scene and the pickpocketing scene is there. When we took day packs, they always date on our front My wallet had a chain, and to this day has a chain on it, so that way it's physically attached to me and in my front pocket, and it has actually come in handy in saving me quite a few times. So even if I have to take the chain or my wallet out slash off to enter most venues nowadays, just because of security reasons, um, I'm still always going to have one because of what it's done to save me. Plus, it makes me look tough as nails. So, um... As somebody who's considered getting tattoos since the age of 15 and then started getting tattooed at 22 or 23, I believe, actually. And then somebody who's had stretched earlobes since early high school. Um, it just kind of added to the entourage. And then I had a spiky 
black hair, and then I had long black hair at Boy Scout camp, and then the next year I had long orange hair at Boy Scout camp, which I'll get into in a different episode after I get done rambling about Europe, I guess. So there's a lot of things I keep telling myself I need to do. I guess I start better start writing these down, how about it? But anyhow, we got to have dinner up on this hill in this mesa after we did our shopping and after we got to go see the Vatican and that was cool. That was that was really cool. So we got to see the entirety of Rome from atop a hill just outside of Rome and we got to enjoy actual like traditional Roman and Italian music at this restaurant as well as enjoy lots of food. It was in this restaurant that I learned to love sparkling water and it was in this restaurant that I learned that most of my American friends hate sparkling water. As evidenced by, they brought at least five pitchers of regular water to the table and maybe one or two of sparkling water to the table and I do remember drinking pretty much all of the first pitcher. So, there's that. What impressed me more is the musicians though. So there was this woman who was the lead vocalist and played like a tambourine maraca setup. There was this man who played really good finger-picking like Roman classical guitar. But the cream on the cake was this this man who had to be in his mid-70s, had a bit of a stooped spine, and he was an absolute legend when it came to shredding on the accordion. Like, the guitarist had a solo in one song, and the solo organ player, the, the, the accordion player, soloed around him, like, twice and during. And this man just went to town. I have never seen fingers fly on any instrument like that to this day. Man's was a myth and a legend in the making all at once. Needless to say, uh, the tips were included in the bill, so the way that the trip was budgeted is tips were also budgeted into it but we still tipped anyhow because that was just so cool and of course like i said before getting to try um, blood orange juice for the first time getting to try prosciutto ham and actual italian cuisine in italy nothing like olive garden which i know just made all of my italian friends ears bleed having ragu and arrabbiato over there nothing like it breakfast was so holy, whole, whole and hearty. There we go. That's what I was looking to say. It was so whole and hearty and every grain was crafted with love. Chocolate milk wasn't high fructose corn syrup with a dash of chocolate. It was chocolate milk. The quality of food and life over there was great. And when we were wandering around outside the Vatican after, you know, we had got done in there because it was around three o'clock, no stores were open and we asked why that was and they said well everyone's at home with their family and you know preparing a late lunch and then they'll go back to work and i said that's awesome the work-life balance over in europe is incredible and she just looks at me and smiles and says you've seen nothing yet wait till we get to germany and switzerland and so more on that to come the vatican city was interesting it's a lot like any other major slash massive cathedral you'll ever go to at first glance with obviously much tighter security the sistine chapel was 
nothing short of awe-inspiring because you have to remember this guy tied himself to the ceiling and painted by hand and if he needed extra paints they would either have to be hauled up to him or he'd have to drop down from the ceiling to pick them up and go back and paint more it was incredible just not just the artwork but to see that to see the glass dome next to the vatican where they have sort of their uh, terrarium where they they tell time and tell stars and have used for years quite an impressive feat and just the awe-inspiring silence that it created it was nothing short of devastatingly beautiful the vatican reminds me a lot of a lot of major cathedrals i've seen all across europe you have a section with all the the tombs and the corpses you have a couple of holy relics uh, you have a massive organ you have very very old chairs for church services there was actually a service going on when we went there and it was of course all in old latin there were maybe about 30 people sitting on these 30 to 40 very old wooden chairs. They look like they haven't been replaced since the 1800s at a minimum. It was impressive. It was beautiful. So that was the Vatican City in a nutshell. I don't remember too much other than these anecdotes. If you're in the area, it's something I would recommend seeing. And just to see the guards there and how statue-like and motionless they are, an absolute spectacle. So, in the next part of the journey, we would make our way up the coast, of course, looking at the ocean and the Italian countryside, plains full of flowers and vineyards full of olives and wine, bearing grapes for miles to see. It didn't matter where you were in the Italian countryside. If you weren't in the major town, that was usually what you were going to see. And it was incredible. So, next time I speak with you all, we will be talking about our second performance in Florence, and we will be talking about what it was like in Florence itself. And for now, to this, I add some beautiful silence. <laughs>